Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today I went to Domain, LA, and I got some rosé wine, and uh, well, I walked here from there, and on the way, I stopped at Starbucks and had a little poop. <laughs> <laughs> what was the bathroom code? Uh, I don't know. There was a lineup, so I just got, oh, had the door wow, held open nice. for me. <laughs> you just did the classic homeless person move, yes. snaking behind someone else. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Hey, everyone, and uh, you're listening to... Wait. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I've never fucked up the intro to Babe before. Do you want me to go but there's a first time for, a for So you don't have to look <laughs> no. at me. Because <laughs> then you'd have to come right back down in yeah. two seconds. Okay. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Babe. I'm your host, Lara Marie Shane Halls. And here with me today is a Babe you might recognize from some of my other creative endeavors, or you may not. And now it's time to get to know him. <laughs> I think America's ready. America's ready, are ready for Graydon Shepard. Yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We haven't seen each other in a long time. I know. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. You've been away. Yeah. Our last night was a triumphant night. <laughs> It was. We can like, we talk about this? Of course. I'd love to because it's like we achieved it so we can talk about it. Yeah. Our, yeah. So Graydon and I decided that we were going to team together, <laughs> but, but be each other's support system mm-hmm. for trying a new thing called open mic night stand up. <laughs> new to us. Not I, new, new to us. Yeah. yeah. New, a new thing that no one's ever heard of yeah. called stand up. <laughs> and, we, you had the good idea. So we've been to like now what three open mics? No, only two. Oh, two open mics. Yeah, one was like to suss it out. Yeah, and get a sense of the a lay of the land, if yeah. you will. Yeah, and we don't want anyone to know where we go. No, yeah, this is like a us journey. Yeah, and you'll be looped in accordingly, like when the time is right, which yeah. maybe never. Well, but we've already been invited to like. Well, now we're potentially join an actual <laughs> <laughs> show. So now we're on the scene. We're on the scene because we so we checked it out once, which was a good call on your part yeah. to like the lay of the land, like scope out. And then, there, well, we have to talk about the babe who was there. Oh yeah, and then we oh, and then so the scope out. There were literally like thirty people oh that God. got up to do so like long. five minutes or something like that. We yeah. were there from like eight to. 1130 1130 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we watched i did we watch the whole thing i think we left before like the last two people because he kept taking names and like 
anybody who came in at 11 was still going up at mm-hmm. 1130. So it was the never ending open mic, we, I, which I, we did almost stay the whole time, but yeah. then we were like, we have to call it a day. Yeah. But so there's a whole array of people that mm-hmm. go there. Some are bad. Mm-hmm. Some are really funny. Yeah. Some are just like, who cares? But what I was surprised at was that there was like a really hot guy. <laughs> he was really hot. <laughs> a really hot guy walked in yeah. like midway through the night and we kind of, we made eye contact and then he Ooh, like stopped and asked me a question. Do you see that? No, I was maybe, no, I, I don't know what, see that. Yeah, I don't know. I think you were sitting there, but maybe not, huh. but he like stooped down and asked me a question. And I was like, Oh my God, this is our moment. Oh like I answered his question and then he went to go sit down and I was like, wow, this like hottie is like here and I'm here. This is like a wild coincidence. Yeah. He talked to me like he sees me. I see him. So I was waiting and waiting for his like moment to go on the stage. And then he got (laughs) on the stage and we realized that he was blackout drunk yeah, and like had been the entire night. Yeah. Then he proceeded to do a set of comedy. <laughs> it was amazing. in a blackout. Yeah, there's no way he remembers that. No, because he just at one point just like, well, first he was like, if I have a bad set tonight, I'm going to jump out this window. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, wow, that's cool. That's a, that sets the tone, and then. But there was a fake window was, on the side, yeah, so then he, he tried opened. to like pantomime like jumping out of it. <laughs> And then realized that, that joke was not a law. No, it wasn't landing. And then uh, he he at one point just like stood on the stage for like a full minute and stared out at everyone. Yeah. Power move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> sexy. Then he kept saying like, I'm so fucking drunk. Yeah. Like, I'm so drunk. Yeah. And then he was like apologizing. And then he was like, I'm never getting invited back here. Am I? And it's like not an invitation type of thing. Just go. (laughs) You just like literally show up. (laughs) And then in like, it was like out of a movie. It was perfect. It was perfect. And then like, he was like, oh man, like I fucked this up. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then like tried to like get off the stage and Uh broke a glass on the stage and like, then like fell like kind of was stumbling around it was like truly i was like my barometer for act like assessing correctly assessing like a hot eligible Mm. man Mm -hmm. is officially like completely broken (laughs) (laughs) and in that moment i felt more broken than i ever have felt before Mm -hmm. but it was fun because you were there yeah it was amazing (laughs) oh my god and then just uh yeah it was great so then we we were like okay we'll we'll take the week to prepare yeah because it was five five minutes was a long it's a long time, time to tell jokes yeah when we've never done it before <laughs> like usually I think open mics are like two or three minutes yeah and then so we took the week to prepare we wrote which our, I did and you didn't yeah <laughs> you wrote like a set I, I a set. was like I'm gonna wing this yeah. then I realized like that's not a good idea yeah. So you came over and like we practiced for each other. Yeah. And I'm so glad because I got up (laughs) and did my set. I bombed to my only fan. (laughs) Your face was so funny. You were just like 
trying, trying to, to smile be positive. and just like trying to nod along, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Could working. you tell that I was? Yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't like it. I could tell. I can't hide my emotion. <laughs> no, no, you, nor should you. That was the whole point. So you helped me, and you made my, you know, whatever a lot better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and then same you, for you. Yeah, we you told your stories, and then we found some good good jokes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we set out. We went to the venue. Yeah, and we were on top of the world. We were oh, like, we, we got were this. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, gonna kill, kill it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we, and we go in, and like it was the same as last time. Like there were a couple comics already there, mm-hmm. and so we like sit down, and they're like. Hey, are you part of the show tonight? And we're like, well, we're like, yeah, yeah hope, fingers crossed. You never <laughs> yeah. know. I wonder names. what the order will be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, this is an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> we had accidentally gone to like a real show. <laughs> so then we just stayed because yeah. we were like, we're here anyways. Well, but then they were like, well, if there's time, you can go up. Oh, yeah. And That's we were like, we're like, hell sure. yes. Yeah. <laughs> We were like, we bypassed the open mic thing and now are just like booked on a stage. We we did it. Yeah. And then we didn't, our names didn't get called. No. And we watched the whole show with like five other people in the audience. It got busier. It got busier. Yeah. There was Lauren and then like she went up too. Mm -hmm. And then her like Saturday Night Live boyfriend. Oh my God. Yikes, who was like, I sexually assaulted somebody. Why did they fire me? He yeah, was so he was awful. like lolling about being invited to the Emmys, even though he'd been fired from his job on Saturday Night Live because he like sexually harassed someone at work. Yeah, it was awful. And then was like, <laughs> and like <laughs> it, that, like I can watch someone bomb and stand up yeah. and I love it. Like I like an uncomfortable, bad oh, yeah. stand up thing. It's like it's, a, it's like a Vanderpump rules for me. Mm. But I don't like like a white man... No. laughing about his like sordid sexual assault history it was like oh it's a hard time to be a white man like yeah kind of a vibe mm-hmm. there's always one yeah there's always at least one if not like five depending on where you are yes yeah so we so were both w- like we hate him well but then i was like i remember on the way back i had all these jokes ready mm. for if i'd been able to yeah, you were I was like, roast him. Well, it used to be my dream to write on Saturday Night Live, but if they're anything like this asshole, <laughs> that dream is dead. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really iconic. Uh, yeah, it would have been so fun. So we waited and waited for our moment to go up yeah. to the stage, but it didn't happen. But no. then after the show, we networked. Ugh, so hard. So Just hard. Somebody whose name I completely forget. <laughs> I don't remember anyone that yeah. we talked to. Yeah. And then... We were like, we became friends with like all the comics, mm-hmm. and then we were like, we did it. Like we did we've it. <laughs> risen the ranks in comedy, and it, we didn't even have to like do a show or a set. We got all the reward with like none not of the effort, to, just to making each it. other laugh and oh. then going there. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. So we're stand up comics now. Yeah, the tour is happening. Mm-hmm. Where you get to come and we don't go up. Yeah, where you come or we don't tell you where it is and you just have to be like supportive from the sidelines. But I love like I want to keep going to open mics and not putting our names in the hat and just being like, oh, darn, we didn't get up. Yeah, like this happens every (laughs) Every time. time. (laughs) It's so weird. I'm ready to go. I have all my jokes. Like I'm dying to get up there and just like make people laugh. But who knows if it'll happen? Yeah, maybe someday. Yeah. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just become part of the community. We'll become, become part of legends. the scene. Yeah. 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 
I love it. I love a good scam. I love a scam. Yeah. So, so our stand-up careers got put on hold while you were in Canada. Yeah, now that you're back. And I was like, oh, I'm going to totally go do an open mic when I was in Canada. Did you do one? No, God, no. <laughs> That's me with I've, working out. I've already out. accomplished it. Yeah. 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 I'm always like, I'll pack two sets of workout clothes. Uh, and when I'm on this trip, like, I'll just work out twice. And then yeah. I don't. I, like, walk up a staircase. And then I'm feeling like it was solved. Yeah. 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 Um. Speaking of the staircase, uh-huh. one of the readers went to a David Rudolph like event. Oh my god! Is in, this the one you were going to go to, or is that coming? It was in order? North Carolina, okay. Which I wanted to go to, yeah. but I think this was the one in North Carolina. Yeah, it must have gotten postponed because of like the hurricane stuff. Because mm. oh no, it didn't. Because it's only October. I have lost track of what day it even is. <laughs> I, for some reason, thought it was like late October. Oh, no. But no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It was a few days ago was the staircase thing. Yeah. And he asked, day, I, he had written me, William, the reader, and oh, was like, no. Okay. But William had written me and was like, hey, do you have any questions? Like, I can submit a question on your behalf. And he like will answer questions that people oh submit. God. How big is it? So uh, <laughs> inches or centimeters <laughs> or both. <laughs> um, but I asked him like, how did it feel? Like, how did you bounce back from like failing <laughs> basically? And like, how did it affect you? Oh. And like, and then he answered that question Wow! and William Loki taped it huh? and sent it sent me a tape and oh i'm God. proud to report that david's hotter than ever oh and his wife we're having sonia interviews him on these events so okay. it's like a doubly sexy affair <laughs> and then you're just like because she's sexy too or because it's more dangerous Cause cause she's, she's sexy, there. no she's oh. sexy too and like i really support their love for yeah. each other yeah and like i love their origin story so i'm like here for it what's their i don't know and have you already they told met it on the, on the stare on during the documentary oh. it's on camera oh, the moment that. that they like meet each other oh. and they're both giving off like supreme fuck vibes oh wow she's like twirling her hair and he's like <laughs> sitting back in a chair like chuckling and it's just like these two are going to bone <gasps> Wait, and then they're original in the original yeah wow She's like with she's a reporter at the time, so okay. she had her whole like news crew and a microphone, oh and she God. was like, "Can I ask you a question?" He's like, "That could have been you." <laughs> I know. I was like, "Why wasn't I born no. forty years ago?" Yeah. Oh my God! Or no, like fifty years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Their love 70. is ageless to yeah. me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but then it made me want to cycle back to my original goal of getting david on this podcast oh my god you can do it i can do it yeah he dm'd me when i followed him on twitter and then i never dm'd back because i got scared what did he say he said thanks for the follow if you want any additional info about the staircase you can look at my website is that like an auto reply it might be an auto reply but it felt like he gave me a follow back too and a dm so now i just have to take it to the next level well maybe they're like poly couple maybe never know we all know i'm bi so perfect (laughs) perfect (laughs) me and my grandparents (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> What's that M Night Shyamalan movie? That's what it should. That's what the oh, twist should have been. Nana and <laughs> when Nana and Papa the the kids go over to the Nana's house. Yeah, yeah. there's like a gas. Sorry if you haven't seen it. I haven't is seen it either. Is there a gas leak? That's in what that? it is. I think it's like carbon monoxide or something, and they're going insane because there's a gas leak. That's not. You made that entirely up. That's well, not. Maybe that is not the twist in that movie. I think. No. That's what I heard. What did you even watch that movie? No, I didn't watch it. You want to know the twist? What is it's it? a oh, really good it. twist. Oh, okay, okay. I do know it, and that's why I'm laughing. It's I've like, been duped. So not are they going? Are they going like they're not Alzheimer's even or something? No, they're not even their grandparents. They're just two like oldies that what? killed randomly, and then are like masquerading as these grandparents, but they're not. How did the kids get dropped off, or did they take them from somewhere? Hmm. Hmm. I don't now I don't remember (laughs) but I know that they were not it turned out that they were like I think like crazy escapees from like a nursing home or something okay and then they kill but then I don't know how they like interacted with the parents i can't remember i want to rewatch now because it actually is a really good movie oh, okay. but they were not <laughs> <laughs> but you should write that movie yeah yeah the leak the leak uh-huh. <laughs> and whenever the leak hits you it makes you pee and then that's how you involuntarily piss yourself and then you become crazy yeah the pee is poison yeah what <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pee, uh-huh. this is a good segue into okay. Star is Born. <sighs> oh, yes. The pee moment. The pee moment. Yeah. Okay, so full disclosure, I love Star is Born. Oh, I knew it. I knew you would. <laughs> and you... Did not. You hate it. it. I... Yeah. I was like... When it first came out, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so awful and so cheesy. And then I kind of got really excited about it because of all the press and all the good reviews. And Kyle, my boyfriend, he he got us tickets and like we're both Gaga fans. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it was exciting. And then I was like, I loved it all. Like I was like, oh, this is so much more funny and sweet than I thought it would be. Like the the whole scene in the drag club and with Willem and Shangela. And like I thought that was all super fun and i thought i really liked where it was going where it fell apart for me was her career mm-hmm. and how bad her songs were and her like everything was and she was like that was amazing i had such a great time on stage get these dancers away from me and like i just didn't believe that stuff oh and also so before the movie they played this like featurette with all the characters talking about or all the actors talking about how amazing it was to be on set oh wow and all that stuff and like it was a little bit fine it was whatever and then sam elliott was like um well bradley cooper you know it was amazing to see him change his voice to be like mine and then it was like that's all i could hear for the whole movie was like bradley cooper doing a weird doing his version of sam elliott yeah well you got you're gonna be your nose is beautiful to me i (laughs) (laughs) love bradley cooper's voice in that movie yeah i mean it would have been sexy if i didn't know he was yeah if you hadn't gotten the spoiler yeah the carbon monoxide spoiler (laughs) about his voice his voice and then and then my other thing was that like at the end like that she sang that song there are going to be spoilers here people but I won't say why she sings this song that's supposed to be very powerful and emotional. And I'm like, very, I've never very heard end. very, very end. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never heard like even a melody from that earlier, like a theme from that earlier in the 
movie, mm-hmm. so it's like hard to be moved by a song when you're hearing it for the first time, I think. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm like I'm do you like La La Land? No. So there you go. I love La La Land. Oh my god. Ooh, get out of here. I forgot about that. I, I love like La La I Land. actually did just like like I was like in order to be friends, yeah. I'll have to just like completely forget <laughs> that you like that movie. And then you just yeah. remembered. Yeah. <laughs> you just remembered me. I remembered you. Uh I mean, I I get it. It's cheesy and all that stuff, but at least like you I don't know. You the you can't compare them, but in in a way they no, I they was, have an emotion like they have that ending where they they do recap the whole thing with the themes from the movie and mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh my god, that's so cool." I don't know, it's not cool, but <laughs> the musical so cool. geek in me liked it. So No, yeah. I mean, that I was definitely getting like La La Land vibes in certain parts or like mm-hmm. was able to see the parallels but still appreciated that it wasn't La La Land yeah. like like so precious as that yeah yes it was like a gritty law like what her career moved really quickly i will say like (laughs) i was like how long did this span over was this like a five-year period like we lost track of time and then her career was like had taken off and her star was on the rise which is like i guess a thing that happens to certain art like i feel like dua lipa did that maybe well and gaga herself like went crazy super fast so like after working hard but yeah so that was wild to me but then i also just like love like i'm a sucker for any sort of i'm a sucker for that kind of story yeah of just like a someday my prince will come Mm, kind of vibe pull you out of the audience and like make you a star yeah and like also i just really i love like an alcoholic Uh (laughs) (laughs) much to my own detriment so like bradley cooper like fumbling around and like Mm -hmm. mumbling like unintelligible words yeah and just be always like nuzzling i was like that's all that i want except no boo except like no booze well i thought like it was like like don't fall over yeah but like do everything else You just want somebody with vertigo or like... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a disability of some sort that makes them mumble and kind of lean into me. Maybe carbon monoxide poisoning. like a cutie. Yeah. It it sounds very carbon monoxide-y now that I think about it. Yeah. There you go. So I liked that. I liked his songs. I've been listening to the soundtrack. I liked the the songs. I did. Yeah. And now I like the last song now that I've listened to the soundtrack like three times yeah. and have the full context, I'm like, Oh, this song is good. And I love it. Yeah. But like before I was like, this is feels like a Whitney Houston ripoff almost. Yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah, the like Kyle loved it, but it was funny. Cause I like made a triumphant return to Instagram to do a story that night. <laughs> <laughs> you, I got a lot of interaction off of that oh story God, so much. And then, um a lot of people were like oh thank god it looks so terrible and i'm like I'm, i don't know i don't want to like hate on it i think it's like got a lot of merit and a lot of people will like it i just personally did. it's not for you it wasn't for me it wasn't for me what was your favorite part <clears throat> i always i mean i think i'm with you in that like um 
being pulled on stage kind of thing like when she's at the big concert and when she decides to go i mean she's like like, oh oh my god because my favorite music video and like this is kind of shameful for not shameful for me to admit but like i'm a director so like i'm supposed to have better taste than this but my favorite (laughs) music video one of them is coldplay um I think it's fix you where he like is just walking down the street and then oh, he goes yeah. out onto the stage and you're like, Oh shit, that's how it feels to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I like that too. Yeah. 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 I liked that. And I liked how like, I liked how intimate it was in, and as far as like, it just showed you their relationship, but like wasn't showing you like news headlines or like fan yeah. reactions to like, it kept it very insular. Yeah. And, and I was, was like, good. Oh, you were like, no, it was just like kept it real for me. I like I liked that she wasn't like harping on him and like they were like fighting about his uh, like his drinking. It was just when he was a dick and called her ugly that they had that fight and like yeah. I thought that was ref- like a fresh take on not being a making her evil and like mean to him because he was drunk. or like a nagging girlfriend yes, exactly. type. Yeah, yeah. That but that good. was also something that I was like, does she as like a character even have? the vocabulary for what he's going through. Cause it seemed like if I met him, I mean, uh-huh. she at first was like, he's a drunk, like he was drunk and like following me around. Like, I'm not going to like hang with him again. But yeah. then he like sends his driver very like 50 shades of gray style. And she's like, oh, yes. I guess I'll go. Whatever. <laughs> and her dad's like, well, you gotta go. You gotta and, go. It's <laughs> you gotta go. The star is born. And like, <laughs> and the then, but then she makes a lot of excuses for him. So I was like, does she get that he's like really an alcoholic or like right. what? Yeah. I guess my bandwidth is so low for people like that, especially in like relationships. The second they pull some shit, like a fall down, I'm like, peace. True. Yeah. You have to, it's like, if I've learned anything from intervention, <laughs> you have to draw some hard lines and have mm-hmm. some boundaries and like pissing on stage when you're getting a Grammy probably is one of those boundaries. Yeah. That yeah. moment felt so real too. Yeah. Like I felt like I was watching that and I was like embarrassed for everyone. Have you seen the, any of the other three A Star Is Borns? Um, yeah, I've seen the Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson one. Okay. It's iconic. How did it compare? Because I haven't seen any of them. That one feels more like melodramatic. Mm. And I think he dies in a different way okay. at the end. Right. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen the Judy Garland one, but now I'm dying too. Yeah, I want to watch that one. Didn't she win an Oscar for that? She didn't. But oh, she was snubbed she, yeah, yeah, for yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm a fan. I feel like I really bought into like Bradley and Gaga's friendship. Yes, I bought that. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. Like, and I feel like he's like fully bisexual, right? Like he is. There's no way he's not. I've never. I don't know. I've never. They're both. I don't think he's hot. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get. You came on this podcast to just like riddle me with hate speech. Uh, I really just He's want hot our as Jackson Maine. Jackson Maine. Jackson Maine. <laughs> Call me Jack. <laughs> so I, need, I really need what his I voice. You, Jackson. Jackson Maine. I um, like her name is Allie Maine. Allie Maine. Yeah. That's a hot name. Yeah. But yeah. again, the wigs and the co- I don't know. Um, Nice long pause. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Fuck it. Terrible memory. Allie literally got pulled on the stage, 
cut an album, uh-huh. got a Grammy, and was on SNL within oh, that's what I hated, six months SNL of thing. each other. I hated the SNL gig. That you was a little... can't do two like, major public like SNL and then also the Grammys. It was like... That was a little much, but then I was like, okay, well, this is reflective of like the world we're living in. Yeah. Like, if you watch that movie like 40 years from now, you're going to be like, oh, that is what they did back then. Yeah. So Fair. deal with it. <laughs> what else do you want to say? Opinions or opinions. What else do you want to say about a star is born? <laughs> um, God, what else can I say to piss you off? Yeah, uh, no, what else can you say? Yeah, what else can you say? God. I feel like they the reason Bradley and Gaga connected is because they both were like, like he came out as like gay to her. And she was like, it's chill. Right. I see you. Yeah. And now they're like best gfs no <laughs> is my fan i was like fiction. wait was that in the movie i was no. like no no you're saying in real life yeah. i'm saying in real life yeah yeah because yeah. i haven't watched any of their interviews but they've apparently been doing interviews and they like kind of fawn all over each other but they just have a vibe right. it's like you guys know each other's secrets yeah and yeah. i'm here for it yeah could be well everybody in everybody's fucking gay in that in hollywood mm-hmm. like yeah i got mad at somebody on facebook over it so. why I don't know. Somebody posted something about like how, um, like how men used to dress and it was Cary Grant and then like he's in a suit and stuff. And then how, how men dress today. And there was a guy in some like crazy outfit. I'm like, it's like, first of all, there's plenty of masculine men around still. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, Cary Grant was a homosexual in the closet or at least bisexual. And he was just pretending to be masculine so that he could keep his career. And then I like, was like, Oh no, I have to like backpedal a bit. And like, also it'd probably be really hard to find those socks that say meat on them 40 years ago. Ha ha ha. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. I couldn't, I shouldn't go on Facebook. You can't do it. No, Facebook is a place where it's a wasteland. It's a wasteland. It truly is like in a different way than like Twitter or Instagram. Oh yeah. Like a different side of people's like troll personalities can come out on Facebook. Well, it's where everybody like got uh, like it's there. It used to be fun because it was a place to go and be like, Hey, I thought of you or here's a picture of us. And now it's like, here's my personal blog and like people telling people to vote. And it's like, I know I'm no to vote. Like I'm yeah, not going to not no vote. Fucking shit. Like I don't need you to tell me. Also everyone know. that you're telling to vote or your friends on Facebook. So it's not like you're yeah. really friends on Facebook with like Confederate flag no. sporting, like no. gun toting conservatives. No. Like you're literally just telling your other friends who see the world this probably the same way you do. Yes. hundred percent. But also my thing is like, if I'd seen that, that post or if she'd shown me this thing in person, I would have been like, Haha, that's funny. But like somehow publicly putting it out or like, it's like seeing photos on Instagram. If I see that, if you showed me those p- pictures in person, I'd like be super happy for you. But mm-hmm. if you show your, I've started, so, you know, like, if you see someone thriving on Instagram, you're just like, fuck you. Well, it's not... It's like... I know you guys have talked about this before, about how, like, some people are like, don't feel bad or weird going on Instagram. And I took a huge break from it. Um, And it's not that I, I get FOMO or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just more that I get like, it's like I, I can do well on Instagram when I'm doing really well. Yeah. That's it. That's the same for me. Yeah. Like when my, everything's going right for me, I'm like, great post, post, post. Yeah. And I, that's fine. But if I'm like insecure on in my, like 
if I'm not working or if I'm not, you if know, if I'm having I'm a bad day yeah. or week or month, yeah, like Spiral I instantly. will not yeah. be on social media like posting, yeah. but I'll be looking at other people's social medias and being like, why am I not them? Why yeah. don't I have what they have? And like comparing every facet of my life to like something I see on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So the people or who are the like, Daily I don't Mail. get it. I don't get why people don't like it. It's like, well, it's because you're having a really good time and it's really fun. And yeah, because you don't have mental illness. <laughs> so yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. Have fun. Enjoy. Yeah. What, what's life like? And I don't like, I don't mind that people, I think you said this, that you tried to be real on Instagram and you know, I did too, to a point, but like, I didn't post a lot of glamorous things. I would post like a spider that I found or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> or just like <laughs> ugly stuff or just Keeping things I thought were funny. Keeping it so yeah. real with a spider. Yeah. I don't know, just like things I thought were funny mostly. And people, I don't know. It's like... That doesn't get... That doesn't it's get weird likes. What, it doesn't get, get, like, yeah. what gets likes versus what doesn't get likes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I just need to like try like do some photo shoots and post like nudes on instagram yeah that's a lot of energy though well i'm sculpting my body now and as soon as i'm like thought i'll be able to i'm gonna post that's like a goal yeah that's like one of the only reasons to get in good shape aside from just like (laughs) mental health is like so that you can post pictures of your body on instagram and get tons of likes and positive reinforcement 100 percent. yeah that's and but yeah you have to love your body along the way and like that's that's the real truth Mm -hmm. and it takes time like it doesn't it doesn't just like that's the and you see before and afters of people and it's like that's seems like they did it in an instant but really it takes like it's like years years. yeah it's years and you have to like just be like patient i'm following a really good uh trainer i think she's kim kardashian's trainer and her instagram handle is fit girl mel and she's all about like telling you that it's a marathon not a sprint and she posts a lot of before and afters that's like two years apart or whatever and talking about like her fitness journey yeah and like the philosophy behind it and that has actually been like a fitness journey i can get down with because she's like literally you just have to be consistent and like keep going and don't give up on yourself Mm -hmm. and for years Years. which is like just in terms of life lessons like that's like a life skill as well as a body skill yeah but like you're fighting against years of like where i am of like just eating whenever i wanted and like you know just like not kind of not giving up but just like food was is I traveled so much and like was working so much at certain points that it was the only thing that was a constant. It was Mm -hmm. like the easy, the only familiar thing Yeah, was eating. So yeah. Do you reward yourself with food? Constantly. (laughs) Same. (laughs) But we, cause, uh, when we went out that night to Good Bar, mm-hmm. I went to. This <laughs> is a real babe moment. <laughs> I was walking home and it's lit near a McDonald's and I was like, oh, yes, Big Mac time. So I ordered on the app, on the McDonald's app. Oh, I didn't which know that. Oh my God. That is a babe. Oh, yeah. And a McDonald's app is on truly. I don't speak that language. So I like uh, ordered my Big Mac. And then I went to the, and everything went through. I'd paid for it, for it. I went to the McDonald's. It was just a couple minutes away. And I like tried to open the door and it was locked and they're closed. Oh, but they were still taking orders. I guess so. And so I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going home. 
And then I turned back <laughs> and I went through the drive through on my two little feet. <laughs> walk through the drive through. Walk through the drive through. It was a dark moment. <laughs> did you stop like, at the drive through thing and say, like, I ordered on my app or? I did. I think I stood there for a really long time and they didn't turn on the speaker or whatever because i just thought i was crazy i'm sure <laughs> and then i walked up to the window and i was like hi i'm sorry i ordered something and i can't get a refund so can i just have my Give order yeah. yeah and then somebody like was driving through and they like nearly hit me they oh my like, God. were like mad at me and i was like um they're like what are you doing here i'm like i am a person <laughs> 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 I'm a human being like and I have an that. order and I'm getting it right now. And so, I'm on foot. Don't be classist just because yeah, you have a car. Exactly. Oh, and I chose not to drink and drive. Yeah. So I'm being the better person. So um, that was a really dark, dark night <laughs> for me. I had a real babe moment this week <gasps> with a neighbor. Yes. So I have a neighbor here. She looks like Nikki Blonsky. <sighs> Which normally I would really be into, but she has this huge dog that is named Stella. That's like, I don't know what kind of dog it is, but it looks like it's almost the size of like a Great Dane, but it's shaggy. Weird. It's not like the shaggy dog. Is it like an Irish wolfhound? I think it's like a golden doodle or something. It's some sort of like doodle, but it's big. Yeah. Which is like fine, but it's also like the first week that she moved in, I think she left it alone a lot. So it would howl, but like it was like painful howls of like an animal that is like so sad. Then she decided like, maybe I'll take care of my dog. So then the dog (laughs) stopped howling. Uh But she, for the entire time that she's lived here, has let this huge dog pee and poop in the courtyard of the building. Like won't take it out to the street. She lets it well, like rude. it's really rude. She lets it use the bathroom. Then she was like, she wouldn't, she didn't pick up the poop at first. Like, I guess she just Ew. thought like a gardener would do it. <laughs> I have no idea. I was truly like, you're a monster. It's so trashy. Then she did pick up the poop, but she would leave the poop bags by just like the front gate of the building. Oh. Like, which is like, no, like what the fuck is your problem? Then I wrote an email to the building manager and I was like, there's just like some sh- literal shit happening. Like you re- <laughs> like what the fuck? And so she wrote an email to the whole building and left letters on everyone's door that was like, it is against building policy to like blah, blah, blah. So Amazing. I thought that would just be the end of it. Yeah. But for Nikki, it's never <gasps> the end. No. She lets the dog roam around in the courtyard and piss and shit. It Ugh. pees in front of my apartment and the flower bed in front of my apartment. And then it shits on the, on the one across from me. So I've been just like keeping tabs. And then the one of the last times that the dog did that, I was outside in my like little garden, like watering plants and stuff. And I was like, hey, sorry, but do you think that you could just have your dog like use the bathroom on the street? Because I've noticed that it's peeing here a lot and it kind of is smelling like pee to me. Yeah. Like, and especially when it's hot, like it heats up the piss. And then I get Ugh. like a nice whiff when I walk in and out of the building like to my apartment. And she was like, oh, I can't smell anything. And I was like, well, (laughs) okay, but like I can. So if you don't mind, like, would that be okay? Like for you to do that? Would that be okay? You were being very nice to her. Yeah. And then she was like, okay. So then I thought we had an agreement because we'd spoken and talked about this. But 
a couple days ago I was like so hangry and I just like let myself go way too long without eating. Mm -hmm. And then I was like furiously throwing (laughs) open the blinds in the entire apartment, like getting ready to go walk and get food. Uh huh. And as I opened the curtains in my room, I looked down and her fucking dog is peeing right in front of my apartment. And I was like, this bitch. just lose out? She just lets it go and it roams around and like goes to the bathroom while she stands there and vapes. And I was like, Nikki, Nikki, get a grip. So then I was like, this is it's over now so i walked out nikki, and i was nikki, like real nikki would never no real nikki would never real yeah. nikki is a pug yeah. so it's very small and she would take it for a walk around the block yeah. so she could talk to her neighbors yeah. and like tell them what's Twisted. going on with her life and they'd be like, <laughs> oh, like go okay. inside hurry <laughs> she's coming herbert she's coming close the door <laughs> get out get out come on <laughs> but nikki would search for people to speak to yeah. and then go home and vape and then get yeah. on camera cameo in her dark basement and like <laughs> rattle off a few videos make a hundred bucks uh, maybe snort like job. an oxy yeah. and then call it a day but nikki 2.0 just stands and vapes and lets her fucking dog pee and poop everywhere so then i go outside and as i'm leaving i was like hey so sorry but like can you just please from now on just take your dog like out to the street like out of the courtyard to, yeah. and she was like uh, I, I we were just playing and i was what? like no i was like no you weren't because i literally just opened my window and looked down and saw your dog peeing here psychopath yeah you psycho like i know you weren't and like can you just do that like we talked about this before so like i don't understand and then she was like well no one else has ever said that it smells and like, I can't smell anything. So, and I was like, that's not the it's point. One, you only need one person to say it. Yeah. And also like she lives the closest to the front gate of the building. So literally it takes no extra energy for her to walk literally five feet out. Yeah. And I was like, after she started arguing with me, I just went into full scary oh, mode. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. This is actually like a community zone. <laughs> so like when you let your dog piss and shit in it, it then affects the entire community that have to put up with it. Oh so like, God. do you think that maybe you could just take your dog out to the street? <laughs> is that okay? Do you think that that's okay for you to do that? Do you think you could do that? And she was just like trying to get a yes out of her. Yeah. And she's uh-huh. like, yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you so, so much. Oh like, that's God. so nice of you. And then she tried to argue with me again. And she was like, no one else cares. Like, what? And I was like, okay, I don't think that's true, eh? Yeah. But I don't care. It's against building policy. And the building mon- manager has like emailed you about it. And then she goes, oh, I'm aware that you contacted them. <gasps> and I was like, <laughs> you yeah, I did because yeah. you're letting your dog just use the bathroom. Then I just like went into scary mode on her got her to agree and then i haven't seen her since so maybe she <laughs> off herself. Yeah. she's dead <laughs> if only <laughs> i mean if she was her that dog would be howling up a storm or maybe it would eat her yeah pets will eat yeah because i don't think that that dog that dog can't like her no no if you don't exercise your pet oh my god this dog so needs rude. like a walk yeah yeah well and just like I would be so mortified if somebody was like anything about like if I anything that left my car in the driveway and blocked somebody, I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so fucking sorry. Yeah. Like anything to that inconvenience my neighbors. Like that's 
awful. They don't teaches these people how to live. I don't know. But then, cause I've noticed too, that she'll, I think she lets her dog poop in like her private little garden area as well, which is disgusting. Wait, like in the little, like her garden. Yeah. Everyone has like on the bottom floor has like one of those things. Cause then I would see plastic bags filled like doggy bags with poop where she would just line them up on a ledge. And I'm like, what is going on with you that you're like comfortable living in excrement? That's like hoarder. Mentality. And I was like, you have mental illness. So yeah. then if I catch her doing this again, you're going to throw I'm, some Wellbutrin at her. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be like, open your mouth. And then like mama bird, some Wellbutrin down her throat. But I'm also going to be like, what's your parents' phone number? I'm calling them. Can you imagine she gave it? <laughs> she probably, well, I could probably scare her into it. I can get like pretty big sister, like scary. What if you got Nikki Blonsky to do a cameo asking her to give her her parents' phone number? You could run some like long con on her. Oh my God. Just yes. to get the courtyard cleaned up and her kicked out of the building. Or just Nikki Blonsky giving her a message Lecture. that's like, yeah. hey, I hear you look like me and that's not very <laughs> chill for you to be going around letting your dog. This is great. Yeah. Or like, or like just make up a full fraudulent lie. Like Nikki Blonsky's like, I've heard you've been impersonating me. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have you arrested. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't move out of your building. <laughs> I love this. I'm ready to troll, but yeah. I'm also like, your parents need to be looped in uh, because do they know you live like this? I don't think that they would be happy. I bet they don't care. I bet they don't care. Oh yeah. It's, I don't that's think learned. You have to learn that from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Her parents probably are like, thank God Nikki 2.0 is in LA <laughs> far away from us. <laughs> They're like, they don't have empty nest syndrome. No. They have like they, celebration nest syndrome. They took down all their pictures and <laughs> put them in the garage. In the garage. Took a cruise. Yeah. Put her like, room into a hot tub room. <laughs> <laughs> the hot tub room. Yeah. So she really irritated me last week, but we'll see what the saga is. Oh She's the God. biggest babe that's in my life right now, I think. That's awful. Yeah. That's bad when they're like in proximity. Like you like have to deal with it in your home space. It's not even some place you can leave. Yeah. And also like the lie factor is like, I wouldn't try if someone was catching me in a lie, I wouldn't mm-hmm. try to just like continue lying. Yeah. We then also I'm playing. like, what neighbor in this building do you think likes you? <laughs> like, give me a list. Like, you know them. You literally come out to Danny DeVito to like stand <laughs> and watch your dog poop and pee and vape. I've never seen you socialize. So like, oh show me the list of who's on your side. Ugh, but they I, don't I, care about a dog shitting in front of their apartment. No, you fucking no psycho. Yeah. There's gays that live here. There are gays that live here, and they have another horrible dog that barks all the time. But now I have to put up with that, because I can't have two dog owners teaming up against me. So there's just, like, lots of politics that I'm dealing with. Can you poison her somehow? Poison the dog. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody gets so sensitive about animal jokes. Everybody gets so sensitive about killing animals. Like, I don't don't get it. I don't want to kill a dog. No, I I would never. I like that dog. But I thought about saying, like, I'm going to call Animal Protective Services. Yeah. Or I'm going to call Animal Services. Because you don't ever take that dog out for a walk. What they do? Do they do anything about that? I feel like she's a person that responds well to threats. (laughs) 
like just from like how I took it up a notch and seemed to be like effective to her. So I feel like whatever other threats I can bring in to just like end this situation, like I'm ready to go there. Maybe she was in prison. Mm, And she's okay with like confined spaces and is like, that's why she doesn't, she feels at home in the prison yard. Yeah. And not going out into this, the street. This is like the plus and minus <laughs> of the building managers doing like credit and background checks before mm. you get to sign the lease. Mm-hmm. Thankfully for me, they don't care about that. But also, unthankfully for these types of residents, they uh-huh. don't care about it either. <laughs> they didn't do background checks or they just like no. saw yours and were like, Fine. they're like, whatever. They're like, prove years. that you make money. And I mm. was like, here i guess like gave them my (laughs) bank account statements which were like all over the map it was like this person should be homeless but like somehow miraculously (laughs) isn't and like and there i was like if you need a co-signer like i could maybe ask my parents but like really didn't want to do that and they were like no it's chill just move in here's lease sign it oh my god and i was like wow landlords are always babes they are always my landlord is an actor Mm. and he was like when he first met us he was like which one are you is the director i was like <laughs> i am he's like well i'm a fucking good actor and you can put me in uh, if you got anything you want to put me in just let me know i was like oh, oh man God. that's not how you get <laughs> work. the saddest la story he shows up in his like weird car wearing like plaid pajama pants mm-hmm. and a tank top and he always blocks the driveway that's why i was like talking about how inconsider- inconsiderate that is um and oh yeah he like we've been there for four three years now and he sent us this email when he came back he used to have a building manager he sent us this email that was like i cannot tolerate late rent anymore if you send your let rent late i'm kicking you out blah 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 I'm like i've never sent rent late like i've sent him all of the the bank statements everything like all the times i deposited to him and he's like well it takes like two to three days to process so from now on you have to do it three days early i'm Ooh. like oh my god you're crazy that is crazy yeah he's scary yeah i have other friends that have like crazy landlords like that that get like lit about rent yeah but i pay this building takes your rent online and then one yeah one month i got so behind that i was just like i'm not gonna pay it and just see how long i can go Ooh. until someone says something Ooh. Because A, I just didn't have the money, and B, I was like, we'll see. This will be a good experiment. And then it was like, I think like day nine, then they send like the pre-eviction notice that they're like, you have this many days to like get your rent in or else like you're going to be evicted. Oh, shit. And then I was like, cool. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So go do some stand-up comedy sets. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I don't know how I like managed, but I did. And then I was like, noted. Wow. So that's scary. Have you been evicted? No. No. Not yet. No. (laughs) Knock on wood. (laughs) It's coming. Uh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think we both thought we'd be billionaires by now. 
I think, uh, yeah, I feel like, <laughs> well, I feel like there, if you'd asked me back in 2011, mm-hmm. like right after I got a book deal, mm-hmm. like where I'd be by 2018, my answer would be very different oh. from what it is now. Yeah. So for readers who need like a little bit of context, Graydon and I are like trailblazers. (laughs) And that meme, or um, like granddaddies of memeing. Granddaddies (laughs) of like memeing in the Twitter age, I would say. Like, and not to like toot our own horns, but like this is actual like history. Yeah. So like Google it. Yeah. But I started a Twitter account called White Girl Problems, mm-hmm. and Graydon started Shit Girls Say. Yeah, with my boyfriend Kyle. We we started the Twitter account, and then we made videos. What blew up first, the Twitter account or the videos? The Twitter had like 65,000 followers when we put out the videos. When did you start the account? Uh, 2011. What year? Or what, or what month? Uh, like... February or March or something. I remember the first day that we started getting attention. It was posted on Buzzfeed, like on Kate and William's wedding day. Oh wow! Okay. And like, I was freaking out because we were getting like thousands of followers, and then Mindy Kaling and Emma Stone and all these people started like, and BJ Novak were all like tweeting, and Lena Dunham were all like retweeting and tweeting at us, and I was like, oh shit, this is happening. Oh my god, yeah. major. Yeah, it was major. So White Girl Problems started before that. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. seeing it. Well, it's so funny because I always thought of you as like, like, uh, not competition, but like, an, uh, you know, you were before us and I always like thought of us on a similar yeah. level, but yours was more like, a, a, you were creating more original content and we were observing. Well, it things. was both observing. Yeah. Because it all came from a place of like, let's make fun of... Like, for me, I was like, let's make fun of, like, white women. And specifically, like, the kind of white women that I really loved to, like, watch were Housewives and any, like, reality show babes. And so, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, then spawned into, like, a fictional character and, like, became this whole other thing and, like, is now, like, God knows what. But, like, it was in that early stage of, like when you could make a Twitter account and people would like go nuts for it and like write things about your Twitter. Yeah. Which is like, I I can't even imagine that happening now. Oh my God. It's so over on Twitter. Like people get hundreds of thousands of retweets and then they get like five followers from it and it's terrible. And yeah, yeah. the only person like the, I feel like Twitter now is like storytelling based. Like the only people that I can think of that have had like, big Twitter successes in the last few years are the Zoller Moon who did that long kind of you remember that long story that it was like she was I think doing like sex work oh, she and was then stripping and she went she was stripping on that trip. and had yeah, like a crazy amazing. Florida adventure mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that was incredible yeah and then dear John I guess or not is it dear John some ghost dear Andrew or some guy some white guy like I think was having a ghost in his apartment. So he was tweeting about it and like that oh, got a lot of traction. Right. Yeah. I but then of, I was I like, really what's that. happening? Like yeah. I couldn't find the thread and then it was like, it got too confusing. Yeah. But those are like the only people, like I, you don't see any sort of like really meme Twitter accounts anymore. No, not really. But that was the, that was the time of like old man search Remember the old the guy who was like, I taught, I oh, told my yeah. grandfather it was a mm-hmm. Twitter was Google and like, kind of those concept accounts yeah yeah 
Yeah. But we never, we, I, we never set out to make fun of women. We were just like noticing this way of speaking like more shit. so than like, yeah. But it was like the millennial, it's kind yeah. of like millennial women yeah. 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 and like making fun of them. Well, yeah. I mean like the only thing that, the only criticism of the account that I didn't like, and we were like, once it started getting big, I was like scared that, you know, I was worried that it, you know, might be offensive, but, um, it was embraced pretty well. Um, but the only thing I didn't, the only criticism I didn't like was saying that she was stupid because it's like, that's, she's not, yeah. everyone talks like that from, mm-hmm. you know, everyone, I talk like that. Everybody talks like that. But yeah, anyway, so we both blew up around <laughs> 2011, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> peaked, I would say yeah. 2012. Yeah. But like peaked and also shattered because that was like a best and worst year of my life Mm, like the book came out but also like a lot of horrible things happened that year so it was a real balance to do with that no i mean no just like horrible life stuff like a good friend of mine committed suicide and like i like broke my ankle and had like a really bad facial accident where i like got drunk and fell (gasps) on like a bar like it was like a whole year of injuries and successes like a high low mix oh my god and then just like the process of working on white girl problems became a living nightmare and then it like the dream completely fell apart yeah but yeah, and then I was left to pick up the pieces, which has been like the past <laughs> four years. <laughs> well, it's such a, it's like a, such a, it's a full addiction, not addiction. It's just like a dragon chasing thing where like, will you ever experience that kind of high ever again? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And I think I'm feeling more positive about it than I have before about like the possibilities. Yeah. But what's well, interesting, like when you're, when you're new when you're like fresh into your like creative career and then something pops off like because i assume what we're like the same age-ish yeah yeah we're like a year apart so for me it was like i had been just like living in la for a couple years trying to like work in film but always like tangential it like thinking i wanted to be a producer then realizing no i hated that like that's absolutely not what i wanted to do yeah then trying to like figure out how i was going to be able to have a career in writing without like knowing anyone like and then that seems completely insurmountable because it's like you have to have something kind of like breakthrough in order for anyone to give a shit about you yeah And just being like, oh my God, then starting this thing as like a joke and then having it blow up and truly having like everything come together Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. It was like a star is born where everything (laughs) happens so fast (laughs) and you're just like, oh my God, like the, I want to like make a book out of this. So like I'll work really hard to like help to like make sure that happens and like, uh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And like, I'm just like invested in like the creative side and I don't want to deal with any of like the business stuff. And like, you might end up signing like terrible contracts right. or like working with really pe- bad people that take advantage of you. But you kind of like shove that away. Cause you're just like, whatever, like I, this is so important to me. And like, this is my dream. So it's like, I'll take a hit if it means that I get to just like do this at the end of the day. Yeah, And then 
you realize that like all those decisions that you made on the way are going to like haunt you for the rest (laughs) of this process of this project. Mm -hmm. And then you either like make peace with that and I guess go forward or you're like, I can't do this anymore. And like that phase of your life ends. And then you're like, Oh my God, I'm back at literally ground zero. It's as though none of this ever happened. Yep. Yep. And so then, and then you realize how much of like a lightning in a bottle those types of experiences are because that's yeah. just like not how things go normally. No, it's winning the lottery. Yeah. You know? And 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 you go through the same kind of thing. If I if that happened to me now, I would have such a different <laughs> way of going about, you know, everything that came afterwards. But um yeah, it's yeah, it's it's truly like winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I just thought like, oh, this is how it goes. Like if you just have a good idea and people like it and then then you're set for life. Yeah. Then you you like (laughs) can make stuff or like write books or like option, like you're writing to be made into a movie and like everything just like works out. Yeah. And then that was a real, like that spoiled me because that's just never how anything has ever gone for me again. Like it's a definite, like, it's just like you're it's like a climb it's like rock climbing or something like that or like scaling like the face of like a crazy cliff with like no rope you have to just move really really slowly and you yeah. make like a little bit of progress at a time yeah and then when maybe you're like 60 or 70 you like look back and you're like wow oh, I, I did, did it. it well and that's the other thing it's like and you know readers out there might be like Oh, I'm. Uh, how can they complain about their careers? And I don't think we're complaining. It's no. just being honest. It's just like um, I'm glad I'm that very I'm, like lucky to be where I am, and yeah. I do have opportunities and things like that. But it what it's a real it's and like until recently, I was super hard on myself. That's mm-hmm. what it was too, because everything I've made since is always going to be compared to that either by myself or by other people. And it's, there's always a question of like, why can't I achieve that again? But I think that that's you that compares it back to For that. sure. And yeah, that's like, more I've than stopped anything. like getting, I'll, I'll still always probably compare, but I'm also not discounting anything anymore. Like I used to not feel like I'd, I felt like I hadn't accomplished anything since then. And that's just absolutely not true. I've had no, accomplished that's not a lot. True. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real mind fuck for sure. Yeah. I think also we're just living in a different internet culture now yeah. than we were back then. Like, I don't think that now you'd be able to create something called white girl problems, no, like no. Uh, without starting like just a shit storm of like, it's just like a different law culture. Yeah. And like, and that's a good thing. But I also think it's like different in the sense that like things don't go viral in the same way that no. they used to. Well, we had like 2 million hits on the first day of the video coming out, which was at the time like insane. Yeah. And now there are so many YouTubers and so many channels that get that just like regularly. Yeah. It's just how it goes for them. So And there's like so many more niche corners of the internet that yeah. it's like you really have to you have like you just have to do so much more to get that kind of attention. Yeah. But what what's been interesting for me is like, I've been able to do things that have gotten like, like minimal, like have had like these little viral moments elsewhere Mm -hmm, and like different 
like on Instagram or like, please welcome to the stage, which is like definitely reassured me that it's like, okay, I still got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like I can mm-hmm. still lol and like make things that people respond to yeah. on the internet. And like, I can still, like I'm still good at comedy, Yeah, but like, of course. <laughs> I don't know. It's just hard when you feel like it's just hard to see something like it was like a, I like experienced a death almost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of just like losing the ability or like the, the ability to keep creating the voice of this character that like was so close to my heart and like my sensibility and like a voice that I loved writing in so much. And then it was also like, I had to figure out how, like what is my own voice Yeah, because I wasn't writing as my own voice. And so then it was like a lot of questioning of like, am I just like knocking off my own words and like, sensibilities is this thing and like how do I distinguish the two and like what if people read things that I write and they think like it's not as funny as like these books were so then I had like a lot of insecurity around that and still do sometimes yeah well it's it's you're it's weird when people know it's like you know my family can't ask or like my sister's a lawyer my other sister works in in banking and finance and you know, we don't get to see how well they lawyer or, you know, mm-hmm. like how well they do. And they're, I'm sure they're good. They're there. I know they're very good at their jobs. Um, but when we put something out, it's like very vulnerable to have everybody see and judge what your work is. And it's like scary to do that when you've done something that has gotten so much praise before. Yeah. And, like, and then it's like, I like you're comparing yourself always a little bit to it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, what is the healthy line? Like, I do believe that you should only compare yourself to yourself and, like, be trying to, like, one-up yourself at all times. Or, like, if you're going to have competition in your life, it should be, like, with yourself. Yeah. Which is easier said than done. Because I don't think that that's, like, the kind of world we live in where everyone is very much compared against each other. But, like, as, like, a creator or creative person, like, your probably path of like to most happiness is like just try and do better, like one up yourself at all times. But like, where's the line between doing that in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and then doing that in like a not healthy way? Yeah. Like a desperate, like a black swan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, like I think it's Fiona Apple who said that, the greatest or comparing yourself to others is the greatest violence you could do against yourself. Mm, mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Wise words from Fiona. Love her. Need Usually her she back. doesn't have very wise words. <laughs> Fiona is definitely a babe. Oh my God. But no, one of she's the not. best. No, no, I don't think she is. She's now a babe she's exclamation oh, okay. for me. I, because I listened to her, Mark Marin interview on, on WTF. Okay. It's fucking amazing. And okay, she is so sweet that. and so funny. And like, she's just like, people are always worried about me and I'm totally fine. Like, Oh my God. It's yes. So good. She's not a babe question mark. She's like amazing. She's and cause it, she's like, everybody thought I was doing heroin and she just, it's just rumors about her. And like, everybody thinks I'm too thin. She's like, I'm perfectly healthy. I'm totally fine. And well, she like, was just like a fragile bird. Like yeah. she like, and I remember seeing her in concert to bring even back Ugh, again to I've like, she her. opened for Coldplay oh my God, back yes. in like 2006. <laughs> and I saw, no. I went to that show Ugh. 
and it was incredible and she is like an amazing performer but she obviously gets really emotional yeah and then like during musical breaks she would like step away from the mic and just be like screaming into the abyss and like crying and then at one point she like crouched behind a speaker and was crying and i was like okay like something is amiss but like (laughs) love you but like are you okay but maybe that's just like her stage vibe maybe like she brings it all to the stage unleashes in her own fiona apple way and then walks off and is like let's get pizza yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's over i did it yeah i think she's just like i think she just lets it out and maybe it's more now like she's a little bit more chill and has stepped away from everything a little bit but yeah she's my fave yeah she's the icon yeah yeah so but listen to that it's amazing okay well listen to that so funny she's so sweet what is um what would you do if you weren't (laughs) like writing directing like Uh what if you had to choose like some other creative thing Uh what would it be creative or what i mean you could say anything, anything but like Making miniature cube worlds out of <laughs> <laughs> out of your thing. <laughs> You're basically Tony Collette and Hereditary, yes, but with little miniature cube, cube worlds. worlds, transparent. Tell cube worlds. everyone about your cube worlds. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited that. Did I, you work on those anymore? I haven't yet because I haven't I, like I haven't been working, uh, but I just had that job in Canada. So now I can afford to get more tools because <laughs> I need like a, I need like an orbital sander and stuff. So what I do is see, um, <laughs> there's this like, um, um, resin molding, like it's clear resin. And I have these cube silicone cl- cube molds and I pour the resin in and then I put little figures into the resin and then it like hardens and makes this glass looking cube. It's very like dense and hard and it looks like glass, but it's it's resin. It's plastic, I guess. And uh, and then the one that you saw was just like was a test? circle of trees with another tree floating above it. And <laughs> I'm just spooky. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I don't know. There's no, but it's just like having control over that one tiny thing where you get to do everything and nobody else gets to yeah <laughs> you in a tiny do. little tiny ecosystem yeah, it's just like a control freak thing how long do you have to like place stuff in the cubes before it starts to harden uh so like you have to do it in layers oh okay and i'm trying to like my layers have lines in them and so i'm trying to figure out how to make it look seamless um but can you mix it like as you layer it or that would disrupt like no you have to like do it like a, a, my biggest cube is 2.5 inches cubed and so it's um uh you have to do like an inch at a time basically mm. so that it uh settles maybe a bigger one maybe i have a five inch one i can't remember um so that it, it will harden otherwise it will take like days okay and then um so it takes like an hour i guess per layer or 20 minutes to i forget it's been a while since i did it since you've cubed yeah since i cubed <laughs> <laughs> but like i i press like the the one tree in like you have to plan it because you have to you do it upside down and you have okay and what's going to go oh, on the yeah. layers and so i pour the first layer in and then i hold the tree there until it hardens enough that it's standing on its own okay and then i pour another layer in and <laughs> put more trees wow. in and then yeah and then we'll see where, we'll see where it leads yeah it's gonna be i'm gonna be a major artist that is art <laughs> you need a lot of time to cube yeah 
It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Carving and then it's the one you saw isn't even done. I have to like, now I'm going to buy an orbital, orbital sander and sand it down and polish it. Oh, then like, so then it becomes a like sphere? There's like sticking out. So No, so that it's just a super... So it's, it's just a, a cube. Warped. Yeah, so it's just okay. a cube. Oh. Yeah, so that's this is exciting. <laughs> that's what I, I do. Like what would you do? I feel like you something that's going to be a very slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you're going to get the immediate... Like, well, if, I, if I could do anything else that would make me money, I would do that. It's very, it's very meditative and peaceful. Yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. What would I do... <laughs> get a nose job. <laughs> have my nose on a billboard yeah i'd try and sing maybe yeah yeah mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. i was inspired by a star is born i was like if this is what you have to do to meet a mumbling hottie yeah that believes in you oh, yeah sign me right up i also love that she was like i'm not a I don't sing my own songs. Like she has an amazing voice from the yeah. very first second. There's like, <laughs> it's not like she's a wilting violet. She's like doing a cabaret thing anyway, but immediately she also like had songs that she sang. Yeah. So I was like, bitch, come I'm on the deep end. Watches I dive in. There you go. <laughs> never leave the ground. That's your audition. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Any readers out there who have ties to Warner Some Brothers music said recently that if I sang again, they were going to stop being a patron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> I love it. Oh, no. Should we do some reader mail? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Lara, my queen and guest. Today's confirmation of a sexual predator to the Supreme Court is obviously so disheartening. And this administration is doing real long-term harm to the country in so many other ways. I've been thinking for a while now about where America is going, in particular, if this is the beginning of some kind of end. So I'm writing because I'm wondering if you or others are thinking the same. The U.S. has been the leading world superpower for what? 80 to 100 years? And if you think about it, how many other nations in history dominated for longer? I can't think of any in modern history. Sure, nations have survived and even flourished much longer than 80 to 100 years, but they haven't dominated longer than that. Obviously, our country is so severely divided that it's hard to imagine how things will improve. Extreme right-wing voters only seem to gain power, and their ideals will now influence the government for a long time. Example, Kavanaugh, every environmental policy, economic policy, etc. made by this administration. All this leads me to go down the what-if path in my mind. I find myself doing this all the time now. What if the economy really tanks because our government is unstable? What if they overturn Roe versus Wade? What if they overturn Obergefell? How do I pronounce that? Which one? Obergefell versus Hodges? I guess we don't know which one, what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, reader, you're officially too smart yeah. for me. <laughs> What if they turn over? I think that's like gay marriage, maybe. Oh, I should probably know. Yeah, you better know it. (laughs) But I'm Canadian. Yeah, you don't. You'll have an interesting answer to this. Mm -hmm. And when the influence of a dominant nation starts to falter, there's always a long period of political and economic decline. I wouldn't want to have to survive through that, and certainly not without civil rights. A refugee journey is not for me. So for the past few days, I found myself Googling how to immigrate and have been comparing various countries. Am I babying out over this? To be clear, I would never consider immigrating right now. But if people's civil rights are threatened, I think I might. Like, if SCOTUS agrees to hear a case that will take away my marital status, I'm a man who's married to a man i think i'd have to leave the country what do you think about this well you don't have to really worry well 
some ways I do. And Obergefell, yeah, sorry, that is um, same-sex marriage. Mm, mm-hmm. Now I'm filled with shame, <laughs> <laughs> knowing the case name. But I did watch that um, documentary um, about Prop 8. So um, I, I may have to worry because I'm here on a visa. Okay. And I'm. My, it's possible that I won't get renewed so you're next an year immigrant. because it's, I'm an immigrant. I am an immigrant. And for the first time, I've been like, okay, that might not get approved mm-hmm. um, because they're cracking down so hard on visas. And so, yeah. You damn terrorist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you gay immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's funny, though, because being when I go home to Canada, people always ask me what it's like to be in America under Trump's regime. And, and it's sad. It's, it's weird. But I don't directly haven't directly yet felt the effects other than being like, wow, that's super scary. If they overturned Roe v. Wade, like that's, it's so strange to see things go so far back Mm -hmm. after things were going so forward so well with Obama. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. It absolutely no sense to go backwards in that way. No, it's just like, yeah. (laughs) What has same sex marriage hurt? And I don't know. It's just, yeah, that's super scary to see happen. But I also think that there are the same problems in Canada right now. There's a conservative, um, premier of Ontario. Who's awful. He's the brother of the, of Rob Ford, the crack smoking mayor. Oh, love. His brother is now the premier of Ontario. Wait, who, which one of them are from Canada? They're both from Canada. Oh, but the one came here. I just didn't know that you could like be in like government in America. If you were no no, premier of Ontario in Canada. Oh, Okay. But then his brother was the mayor of New Jersey? Of Toronto. Of Toronto. Oh, the mayor of Toronto. Yes. Anyways. (laughs) Well, we got real political and we, (laughs) you cracked me pretty early. (laughs) This might not be the right podcast to ask your political questions. You're like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, don't you have to be American? And they're like, we're not talking about that anymore. Okay. Anyways. I go, oh, I got confused because I was just thinking, looks wise that crack like smoking mayor looks like chris christie kind of to oh me. yes so then i got confused and was like similar chris christie, yeah fat crackhead <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> anyways go on anyway um it all makes sense to me and that's all that matters yeah mm-hmm. but i just think people everyone has to watch out for it everywhere in the world right now i think it's just it's not just in america and i admire that you aren't necessarily like aren't necessarily going to emigrate now because being here and showing up to marches and things like that and being able to call your senators and being able to vote and take action in the country is I think important. Yeah. But I don't judge anybody who would fear so much that they wanted to leave, you know, it's reasonable. (laughs) It's very reasonable. It's scary to think about like, I just don't, I don't want any of my rights to be taken away or anyone's right. Like I don't want anyone's rights to be taken away. And to think that it would actually get to that place is terrifying. But every day when something bad happens or like, especially with the Kavanaugh stuff, you just like get like, people like to say like, Oh my God, women have come so far and like, blah, blah, blah. And then you have a week, like, or the last like few weeks when you realize that like, no, no, not, no, they really no, haven't. No. Like, if you have to get put on the stand at a hearing and like 
tell your truth only to get like mocked by the president and then have like your attempted rapist be on the Supreme Court and who like, like crying pitched a during fit. his yeah. Oh my god, what a fucking little baby. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody what an like, everybody idiot. else is a snowflake, but this guy. Yeah, this oh guy is like w- crying, carrying on, like can't keep it together. Like that was a class. I was like Literally, you could not be more of an attempted rapist than in this moment. Like, so, like make yourself the victim. Yeah, my life is you in shambles. Fucking Good. idiot. Great. I hate you. <laughs> Terrible. And I just saw something about like how many times he lied during his testimony versus how many times she lied and she didn't lie at all. Like mm-hmm. anything that was verifiable. She and just about like articles about how difficult it would be to make something like that up. Like yeah. the fact that he was there with those specific people on that night, like looking at his calendar, like she couldn't, you know, she doesn't, she had when Trump made fun of her. Cause I don't know. I don't know. When he did that whole thing, it's like, she doesn't remember everything, but very important facts that can't be made up. She remembered. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's crazy. But it's, it's like, what do you expect? That's like another, like, person that basically said like grab them by the pussy like he doesn't yeah. care and yeah. like that is an actual i feel like very representative of a huge chunk of men in america that yeah. don't care don't think that that kind of stuff is bad or they think like oh it happened forever ago like can't yeah. you just get over it and it's like no it doesn't work that way and they have no ability to see it from a woman's perspective because it's like the chance of them being in that position is way slimmer than a chance of like a woman being in a position where she's like going to be sexually harassed or assaulted or made to feel like uncomfortable in that yeah. way. Yeah. Bottom line is we need to all make enough money where then we can get out when need be. Yeah. Like I love anybody who says they're voting for a politician because they're a good person or like they're, they're there's morals or they're a family person or because of religious values. But then as soon as something comes out about them, that's immoral or what they're like, Oh, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I I know. And it feels like every Republican just like doesn't care. care Like that is like your party hates gays, hates women is like pro rape. Yeah. Change my mind. Yeah. Because like (laughs) from what I've seen, you're all just, pretty fine with it terrible well and also but oh that's i've been listening to slow burn which is this podcast about oh the yeah clinton, the clinton. And lewinsky thing and like he's if you've ever seen primary colors and i know it was a book i haven't read the book but they're like ruthless people the clintons they're they ain't, pretty ain't great no they're not great <laughs> no but and and just seeing it cast in this new light like democrats are have shit going on too barack obama did some bad things too you know it's yeah. not like everybody's perfect but um yeah to see the whole lewinsky thing in this new light and like to hear linda tripp talking about why she did what she did which you know is still kind of in a gray area but yeah it's fascinating and and it was going on. It's been going on forever. People are treating women like shit. It's yeah. So, women can't catch a break. Nope. Sorry. I mean, bridesmaids came out in that boat. That <laughs> we thought it was going to be great after that. <laughs> You're like, wow, women <laughs> are funny. They do have, they do contribute something. <laughs> but nope. Yep. Still had a male director. That's the problem. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. When will women finally be valued? Ever? What country values women the most? Feel free to weigh in. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. That's the Readers. place that I want to go. Yeah. 
or just like go to Europe, I guess. Like, where well, would you like, go? Even Switzerland didn't give women the vote right to vote until 1974. <laughs> like, there's crazy things. It's wild. Yeah, Europe is kind of crazy too. Yeah, Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, maybe Australia. Ooh, no. Australians. Oh my god, they're super. <laughs> I mean, not to generalize, but not they've to generalize got some race and shout out to the Australian <laughs> readers. Yes, yes. Love, you. Love you. Need to do a Australian moment with yeah. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. There's some problems there. There's nowhere to go. The only place no, to go everywhere. is you swan dive off of a beautiful cliff in Big Sur and call it Bye. Yeah. And say <laughs> bye. <laughs> Mm. Hi, Lara, an esteemed guest. This is the relief work babe who wrote in when Tierney was the guest to ask about taking a trip with some conspiracy theorist friends who were trolling me about Al Gore and global warming not being real. You guys gave me great advice that I should bring my husband and ditch those psychos. I just wanted to let you know that I took your advice and something truly miraculous happened. After years of trying and being told that I would never conceive naturally, I did. I'm not sure if it was your powerful moon synced energy that did it, but I'm thinking that couldn't have hurt. Anyways, just wanted to say I'm so thankful for the advice and I'm not opposed to naming my baby Lara or Tierney as tribute or maybe both love and light. P.S. Oh Obviously, things could change, but my due date right now would make my baby a Gemini like you. That doesn't feel like a coincidence. Oh, my Whoa. God. You made a miracle happen. Oh, my God. I'm literally making babies. <laughs> You're a baby maker. I truly don't even feel the need to have children of my own. <laughs> it's like if the I comedy could... journey. Yeah. The stand-up comedy journey. You didn't have to do it. I didn't have to do anything and reaped all the benefits, and yeah. this is the same thing. You feel like a mother. I do. What if I try and sue you for the rights to your baby? Oh my god. That'd make a good drama. Yeah. Well it's like have you seen Top of the Lake China Girl? No. Oh. Is that that's a surrogates in Oh yeah. 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 She's a surrogate for my spiritual daughter, Lara Jr. (laughs) (laughs) The second. Lara the second. Lara the second. Congratulations. That's so exciting. I'm glad you ditched those psychos. People that don't believe in global warming. No. Are babes? Well, uh, this much snow, what's all about that global warming? Mm. Sorry, not to generalize. No, it's okay. But (laughs) I'm like sad because I don't think my mom believes in global warming. And I'm like, please. Come on. Come on. Please just believe in global warming. Please. Yeah. She doesn't. Oh, no. That's dark. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't know what to say. There's nothing else to say. (sighs) Oh, here's one. Are you just picking these at random? Well, no. I, these are ones oh, that I starred for this episode. Okay. I love how you've mentioned your love for this movie, Mother. I'm taking a deep <laughs> dive into Mother. Could be a total babe moment for everyone. Just a suggestion. Live, laugh, love, light, red, wine, wine, friendship. Love, though. <laughs> love. <laughs> love, though. That's a great sign off. Love, love though. though. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mother. Did you love Mother? I... Uh, enjoyed it i don't think i want to watch it again oh my god i've seen it twice would see again yeah i tried to show my mom mother she didn't love it (laughs) i was like mom it has christian undertones it's like based on the bible Mm -hmm. that's why i thought she'd like it oh my god it's a really dark take on the bible yeah but she didn't like it okay oh my god hi this is a huge huge email to be getting Hi, Lara and friend. It's me, Linda Brunaller. Get it? Brunaller? Brunaller actually has a brew story for you. So, wait. So, background for the readers. When 
Ed and I started talking about brews. We had one listener named Linda that I originally thought was my mom because <laughs> she'd commented like, you guys are better than this. Like blah, blah, blah. She did not like any brew talk. No. And then we sidebarred and we worked it out. And then now she's coming around with a brew story of her own. So this just goes to show you that brew is universal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brew universal. <laughs> I brewed myself at Runyon Canyon. <laughs> no. Yes. What happened? Like a shart or a full-blown? <laughs> we went for a hike. No. And what had happened? It was brewing. <laughs> a storm we got was like brewing. Halfway up, and I was like, we have to turn around. <laughs> and then, uh, we we got, you and Kyle? Yeah. So and you turned around. Turned around. <laughs> <laughs> Being so candid. Um, and we got out. And I think uh, we were on one of the we were on one of the streets coming out of Runyon, and I just had to duck between two cars. Oh, no, <laughs> on the street. Yes. Oh, no one passed. No, thank God. I oh my saw, God, that's like, such a there busy. Was no, there was <laughs> there was a miracle. <laughs> you just made me ring die. <laughs> seven seconds after hearing this story yeah. you will die um it was uh, it was that's not attractive and i don't care i'm got a boyfriend um, wait how did you wipe just a question no when wipe. i got home <laughs> <laughs> did you just have to throw home? your pants away oh yeah you I'm walked sure. home well what about like i'm not gonna get in an uber we didn't have a car at the time you walked back to the east side no no we were living on the west oh side my god we were in, we, in, we, in we oh so it oh wasn't god, that long of a walk you... <laughs> no God. A hot post brew walk <laughs> for miles and miles with a no wipe it was is awful. Wild. And uh, yeah, and then um, and you're just like, well, that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I love Hollywood. <laughs> well, the glamour. Yeah, this is the life I knew I was going to live. Uh, yeah, so that's the everybody's got a brew story. <laughs> Everyone does have a brew story. I still haven't fully brewed myself. Thank God. Uh, yeah, but I it's luckily going to happen. I mean, I got my pants down it's as yeah. if like i was on the highway and like was stuck in a traffic jam you there's nothing you can do about it yeah you just let it go i feel a little bit bad because it's not doesn't rain much here so somebody probably <laughs> had to host it someone definitely like came out and was like is that a human shit and they yeah. probably then convinced themselves it was just like a big dog just a big dog they were like oh maybe that nikki blonsky girl's been <laughs> walking her dog around here we all know she yeah. loves to leave her shit around oh my god oh my god that's amazing yeah it was a bad moment well at least you didn't like fully so you're whoever so wrote you is, that linda whoever linda is can, yeah so is this is definitely stopping patreon linda's <laughs> brew story so i'm doing my rebounder trampoline workout as one does jumping and jamming to faves such as prince my name is prince gap band you dropped it bomb on me and dead or alive you spin me around like a record when suddenly the brew must have vertically thrust from a central <laughs> stomach area to imminent need for ejection i thought of you of course and said to myself ha i have to tell lara that the brew noller now has a brew story too oh this is linda this is this the is linda, linda. Oh, okay, yeah this okay, is okay, the okay, linda so I leapt off the rebounder, did my lady business, and continued back on. Then it happened two more times that session. <gasps> no, I was not amused by the timing of the brew, but I was very impressed with the efficiency of the human body. So please advise all the readers that jumping on a small rebounder trampoline is the natural cure for constipation, as discovered by Brunaller Linda. Love and hugs and eternal thanks for all the lols from the pods. Oh, Aww, Linda. She's a convert. 
I was, I love I was that. a little grossed out at first, to be honest, too. With about yours? What? With the with the Ed Bruce oh, stories. Yeah. And then I and then I got on board. It's a lot. It took a, it took no a minute. No one wants to be no one wants to brew. <laughs> no. But everyone but we all do. we're all brewers. Yeah. No yeah. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> no shame as you like sweat. Oh, pour. I'm just constantly sweating. That's my natural nervous state. Mm. Hi, Lara and Graydon, avid reader, first time caller. I discovered all of your podcasts a few months ago and have just finished wading through the archives of all. Even after listening to hours and hours of content, I honestly wish there was even more. Your perspective on most things is often eerily aligned with my own. And there's so much that you've touched upon over the course of Babe that has really resonated with my experience, along with making me snort law like a freak while walking home from work. Thanks to you, I now have become truly insufferable about my use of the word journey, which none of my friends appreciate as much as they should. I massively value all that you put into the world and hope you never stop stop turning out Lemaire quality content. So, okay, I have three separate things I want to discuss with you. One is a topic that has not yet been broached on the pod, and the other two are just babe celeb encounters that I thought you and the fellow readers would appreciate. Please, 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 I implore you, keep me anonymous. One, over the course of my time listening to Babe, I've been going through my own life journey and recently got a new roommate who I didn't know beforehand. She's fine and we get along decently well, but the biggest difference between us is that she's an avid improv head. Before I moved to LA, I never really thought that much about improv, just that I wasn't a fan. But since moving here, improv and its culty vibe has become so much more of a presence in my life. I fully don't understand the appeal on any level. It's 100% unfunny. Most people that do it are insufferable. And there's so much weird improv jargon that the improv heads like to use in conversation. I could go on and on about how fucking cringe-inducing I find it. So my roommate is an improv, isn't an improv troupe and has been having the troupe over for improv rehearsal, which sounds like an oxymoron, honestly, at like 9 a.m. on Saturdays. At first, I okayed it because we were just getting to know each other and I was trying to be a good roommate, but gradually, something that I thought was going to be a one-time thing has become a regular fixture. Oh, no. It's honestly kind of nice to have an incentive to get up and get out of the house on Saturdays, but there's a part of me that wants to be like, I would prefer that you not do this in our shared space because I think improv is one one of the worst things a human being is capable of doing. It's like worse than if they were doing heroin or something. <laughs> I'd rather have a heroin moment. <laughs> I'd be like, can I have some? JK. Not that depressed, but maybe, maybe save someday, some for yeah. me later. Yeah. Anyway, they're quieter at 9 a.m. Yeah. They're either asleep Sleep. or dead. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take? Should I stop being a judgmental bitch? Would I... I'd love to have you weigh in on weird improv culture in LA. And if you were a closet improv head, I'll only judge you a little. I think improv in general is a massive babe. I think, well, I took an improv class. Like, I feel like whenever I've said this before, but like whenever I'm like floundering and having a question moment in my life or career, I take like an acting class or an improv class. And so I took like level one US USB UCB and it was fun. I mean, I, I like I like those classes because there's always like an outlier freak in them. Mm-hmm. That's like, like a Tommy awful. Wiseau. Yeah, just like a someone that's really bad at it but doesn't understand how bad they are and thinks they're really good. Yeah, and I get a lot of pleasure from that. And then it's also a fun way to meet people. So I've met some lollers that I've kept in touch with, and like that was chill. But like in general, I don't super like. I was just like. I don't want to pay a lot of money to like learn this like game 
because it's a very formulaic way of improv theater that they teach at UCB. So I was just like, for as far as like the cost was concerned, I was like, if it was free, maybe I'd be more down, but it's not free. And like, just not my brand of laws. Yeah. I'm not as like judgmental about improv as I used to be. Cause I don't, I'm just not around it, I guess. I don't yeah. know. And I did improv in high school. Um, and we were on a team that like was, I don't know. It was fun. It was fun in high school. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can see how it's like addictive in like that. You have this group of friends that are just having fun being funny the whole time. Yeah. But taking up your space with it, that's not, that's not okay. No. no a 9 a.m. on a Saturday fun. is no. a hard pass. It's very rude. And just go do it in the park or something. And that's... In the park. <laughs> do it in a street corner. You're like, do it in the middle of a highway or something. <laughs> that's real improv. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta think quick on your feet on the, in the highway. I think you could do strike a deal that's like maybe every other Saturday. So like you get to have the Saturday you want and then they can have the Saturday they want. Because it is like their shared space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Can't necessarily like say no outright. Yeah. You can't like fully veto. No. You could just say like, is there a way you could cycle this to like other Or just do it later or just like, yeah, that's 9 a.m. Saturday. That's that's your weekend. That's your time. Yeah. I like, I mean. Is there a rehearsal space they could go to? You would think that there would be. If there's a bunch of them, go to like where they have, uh, they're like piano rental rooms or something Mm -hmm. and like, like pay 20 bucks an hour and do it for two hours and you pay three bucks each or something. That's a good solve. There's gotta be, there's gotta be spaces. Mm -hmm. Little dance hall. Ukrainian town center like churches have their basements churches, you can rent out yes like, then they can be as loud as they want they're gonna like have more fun yeah I feel like it's like suggest like do a light suggestion and be like this is kind of disruptive and like I'd prefer it if we just kept our home on weekend mornings because I assume yeah. that your roommate probably also has some sort of job yeah as well so it's like well they're an improv so but I mean they <laughs> yeah <laughs> as a day job you know I think um <laughs> Yeah, so, like, just be like, this is kind of disruptive and, like, love your passion, but, like, let's both agree that we don't do this kind of stuff in the house. Yeah, yeah. And then, like... That seems fair. Yeah, that's fair. Like, a group gathering every weekend, that's that's a lot. That is a lot. 9 a.m. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, in L.A., too, it's, like, I don't know, it's kind of... I feel like you're more... If you're going to a show of improv, it's usually people that are pretty decently good at it. If you're yeah. paying to go to it. Yeah. So then I, and then I have fun like watching it. I love. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Two. I know that you and the fellow readers are all invested in Misha Barton's journey. And I'm happy to inform you that I'll be your conduit in this particular case for a funny babe story about her. I work at a co-working space in LA, which is pretty bougie and chic, but it has also provided some very silly C to D list celeb encounters. 
One night I was working late and there was an event going on in one of the smaller event spaces. I was walking back down the long, wide hallway leading from the bathroom to where I was working when I hear a voice loudly saying, excuse me, over and over. I look up and there's Misha barreling down the nearly empty and very spacious hallway with her arms fully extended out on either side, taking up as much space as humanly possible. Oh my God. It was only me and one other person in the hallway, but Misha was making herself so wide that we both had to step out of the way on either side to avoid her hitting us with her arms <laughs> there was no logical explanation for why she was walking like that that's all there is to the story but i'm obsessed with it as a juicy little nugget of pure babe energy oh my god wow that's a great Misha's story. whole life is an improv <laughs> <laughs> somebody like she thinks somebody whispered to her that she's the whitest woman in the world yeah you're the whitest woman in the world and you have to walk down this hallway without touching anyone excuse me excuse me <laughs> she's also like just yeah she's taking prompts from just the voices in her own head yeah clearly yeah she god but she's gonna be on the hills i know thank Ugh. fucking god yes i might have to do a special like sexy unique podcast spinoff episodes mm. that cover the hills mm-hmm. now that misha is on it because she falls into my like now i'm like okay i'm actually grateful because like the resurgence of these like 2007 it girls is providing a lot of future work for me because i can just do like sexy unique podcast the hills sexy unique podcast lohan beach house yes so there's a lot of babes on the horizon talk about going to uncommon james yeah yeah you did Guess what I'm wearing? <gasps> my Uncommon James ear cuff. Oh, my God. Which I was going to make that my patron giveaway this uh, this month was going to be an Uncommon Ga- James gift certificate. But then I was looking on their website and like all of their Things stuff left. is like sold out, <laughs> which is a lie because that stuff is like, it's not like they make it in house. Like it's or you think it's ordered from Alibaba. Alibaba. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think she gets those copper mugs from Alibaba. I really do. You're an uncommon James <laughs> truther. <laughs> common James. Common James. <laughs> very common and very affordable if you're not buying it from there. Ali Jaja. Ali Jaw James. I was trying, oh. it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, wait, but it's the Michonnaissance. She's coming back. Michonnaissance and the Lohan. How is Misha gonna fit in to the crew of the Hills? Like, are they gonna try and make it like she knows them, or is she gonna dress? She's, she's gonna, gonna dress like Kristen. <laughs> it's Misha it's me, as Kristen, Kristen yeah. Cavallari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like. Or are they just going to film Misha completely separately from everyone else? And she just has her own like little mini show within the show, which I would love. Oh, my God. Or yeah. they just, yes. I have so many Misha thoughts, concerns, questions. <laughs> Always a concern when Always it comes to Always a concern. Misha. Her video where she was like, welcome to the hills, bitch, was like. <gasps> I didn't see it. Oh, I'll show it to <sighs> you. It's really out of control. Yes. Okay, three. When I was thinking about what to write into the pod, I realized that my most involved celebrity encounter is a s- story is also one of the most babe moments of my own behavior. I couldn't resist sharing because I love being humiliated. Last year, I went to a fancy exclusive art event that a friend who was working on the event got me and our other friend into. The event had two open bars and was taking place in the middle of the day on a Sunday from like 12 to 4. These are important details for the story. So as my friend and I are standing around eating the free food, who should slide up next to us but 
the very ridiculous 90s rock star who I don't want to name. You can insert whoever you think is funniest. Why are we not naming? rock stars, yeah. Name it. What? 90s rock star Gavin Rossdale. Oh. Or I thought the guy, Mark McGrath. Oh, my God. Or the guy from, um, oh, shit, what's that? Crazy Town. (laughs) Mm. You're you're my butterfly, sugar. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. (laughs) Okay, so Gavin, butterfly, or Mark McGrath. Mark. Okay. Sugar Ray. Yeah, Sugar Ray. He proceeds to tell me that I'm the most beautiful woman he's seen in a long time and asks if I want to go on a date and gives me his number. I think he made me send him a text in his presence so I didn't give him a fake number. Okay, that's not Gavin. Gavin Rossdale, I don't think. This sounds like a Mark McGrath move. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We had kind of a weird conversation beyond that, and then he walked away, leaving the event but encouraging me to go out with him soon. This encounter was super unexpected, and so feeling anxious, I accelerated my drinking. I stayed at the event, and while I was there, he began texting me, along with finding, following my Instagram account. My Instagram has some pretty slutty content on it, so he was immediately commencing commenting on that and basically was urging me to just go straight over to his house right then oh my god here i should mention that i've never been attracted to this musician at all but i do love the idea of a celebrity boink (laughs) (laughs) i knew at this point that i had to disclose to him the fact that i'm a trans woman as much as i hate the concept of passing i'll just say that most of the time people do not immediately recognize that i'm trans his answer was not the chicest and sent me into a total spiral fuck I don't do well with rejection in general and rejection based on being trans is like a double whammy. Plus the combination of alcohol and the bright midday sun weren't really helping to keep me feeling sane. This is recipe for a true babe down. Yeah. (laughs) I feel it in my bones. (laughs) My friends took my phone so that I would stop obsessing over the conversation, but that ended up not that ended up being a bad idea because I darted away from them and hid on a weird balcony, fully crying while they searched all over the building for me. I kept avoiding them and running back and forth between two bars, downing mimosas in one gulp, then running to the other bar to repeat the process. I had something like eight to 10 drinks and I'm a real lightweight. So I was very shwasty at this point. So after being a big sloppy mess at this fancy event for a while, finally I was in a huddle with all my friends crying openly and this truly unattractive man with a huge long ZZ Top style beard inserted himself into our huddle. He asked me why I was crying and I whipped around with raccoon eyes and snapped so-and-so rejected me because i'm trans this dude was taken aback but started being like oh that's fucked up he shouldn't have done that i would never do that you're so beautiful etc etc and gradually i found myself first holding hands with him and then pushing him into a hedge and having a cringe inducing wet sloppy public makeout oh my god it's amazing (laughs) after one more messy public makeout in front of the building my friend pulled me off this dude and into a lift and we went back home Remember, this was at 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I got in bed in a total sex blackout state and was furiously sexing with the creeper dude while also sending oh 90s rock star very psycho and humiliating texts trying to get him interested. Oof. Finally, I passed out, waking up with a wild hangover at 8 p.m. I never talked to the 90s rock star again, but I, still, I do still have his number and always contemplate sharing it more openly to troll him. I'm so sorry this ran on so long, but I hope you enjoy the ride. Love and light. 
Oh, babe. Yes, Lara, I remember in an earlier, babe, you were lamenting lack of female friend group. Let me know if you ever feel like adding a raunchy, goofy, deeply over-analytical blonde trans babe to your circle. Yeah. Yes, the answer is yes. Of course. (laughs) Unlike Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray, I (laughs) love... We're naming him. (laughs) Yeah, we're naming him. Naming him for you. Who was it? Was it Brett Michaels? Uh, I'm done. I need to know. You need to say his name. 90s rock star. Was it somebody from Third Eye Blind? Probably. Or who was the one that performed at the inauguration, Three Doors Down? Oh, oh yeah. Probably one of them. Yeah. Some Republican fuck. I hope it wasn't Gavin because I feel like he would be down. I feel no, like Gavin seems. He, yeah. Gavin's got his problems, but he seems like an okay person. Yeah. Overall. He's like very open minded and like just down. Yeah. Yeah, sexy is sexy to Gavin. Yeah, 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 and he wouldn't be. I don't know. It's that that line of like, "You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen." I've seen in a long time is so like, I don't know. It's such a like. Yeah, I love not that. The, it's untrue, but it's like. Yeah. Just hello is good. <laughs> I know, but also it's like if that if that's your opening line and then you reject after that, like you're just a liar because if it truly is the most beautiful person, you don't care what they have going on. Yeah. You're just like, tell me everything. I love it. Let's be together forever. Yeah. You're fucking a star is born style. Yeah. (laughs) Bradley was down with Gaga. Mm hmm. Even though she had her thin eyebrows, eyebrows. he let her put them on. (laughs) Wow, he's so open-minded. That truly, I was like, this. if a guy is not willing to let me put mascara and a thin eyebrow on him... Mm -hmm. He's garbage. He's fucking garbage. (laughs) If you're that threatened, that's it. That's just somebody who's like, got their own shit. But I understand very much feeling rejection and then internalizing to it to such an extent that it forces you to like babe out oh yeah (laughs) that's like my game always my game plan (laughs) i love making out with a crazy (laughs) old bearded man (laughs) 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 write me back and tell me who the 90s rock star was i we need to know yeah um okay well that's all that we have time for today on this episode of babe but Mm -hmm. Thank you for being my guest. Thanks for having me. You have to come back. I'd love to. And for the readers, if you're dying for more Lauren Graydon content. Doing improv. Doing improv. (laughs) So I know you guys love it. We are improvers. Yeah, we are improvers. We're comedians. We have a YouTube channel. Like I die right in the (laughs) same. (laughs) We're the oldest people on YouTube. We're the elderly (laughs) generation of YouTubers. Yeah. But we have a channel called Influenced, so yeah. check it out. Yeah. You can type in influence.life into your browser and it will pull you right into our wild world. Vortex of Vortex of laws. Yeah. And, and big things coming for that channel. Yeah, there yeah. we have exciting things that we're doing together. We have stand up dreams that you'll never see <laughs> you'll never until see. you're ready to see them. Yeah. Which is when we decide. Yeah. And uh, Tell everyone where they can find you. I'm everywhere is Graydon Shepard uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, which is a dying medium. And <laughs> <laughs> but I'm making my way back to Instagram and my website, GraydonShepard.com. So G-R-A-Y-D-O-N-S-H-E-P-P-A-R-D. Love. Yeah. Look him up. Lol. Lol, lol. Yeah. You won't be disappointed. No. Nope. Think about him brewing in between two cars. Yeah. And also remember that I've met the president. 
<laughs> not I, Trump. No. Obama. Obama. The real president. Yeah, I'm not the president. Um, right. If you like Babe and you want to be a supporter of this podcast or a patron of this podcast, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com slash babe podcast. You can get in on a level that's like for $5 a month, you'll get a bonus episode, you'll get entered to win babe giveaways, <gasps> like Uncommon James gift certificates, oh my God, so worth or it. I hook people, last month like I hooked people up with my psychic, so there's like, it's always ever changing. I also have a babe book club, Ooh. and right now, since it's October, we're doing spooky books, <laughs> and uh, it's exciting. We choose a book every month, and then we have a Google Hangout out where we all get on FaceTime and like talk about whatever we want and like talk about the book and it's a good way to be a real reader um you're so generous with yourself what you're so generous with yourself I love I love connecting with the readers and I also was like I want to read yeah yeah so and also if you have any questions you want to write into the podcast you can do it by just writing babepodcast at gmail.com. So there's a lot for you to sec- check out. <laughs> a lot for you to think about. After a lot this. for you to think about after this is yeah. over. And uh, yeah, love and light. Love and light. Bye. Laughter. Love, light, and laughter. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>